When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Lakerholics.com, and our great friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network at hoopheadspod.com. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, things were looking good for a little while there in Dallas on the second game of a back-to-back where the Lakers had Ben McLemore shooting it all over the place. He got hot. His streaky shooting was in favor today in front of it. I don't know, it must be the ABC games. He really likes the ABC games because he's that's when he seems to shoot well. But was really doing well. The Lakers as a team were playing well, up by as much as 17 points in the first half. Things were looking good. And then the second half started, and it all went down in the toilet from there, only scoring 35 points in the second as a whole. And a disastrous fourth quarter where they just had a big-time collapse in the last five minutes, everybody looking at each other, not knowing what to do, confusion. The defense went awry, and most importantly, they just forgot how to play defense against the pick and roll because Dwight Powell, who is not a star player under any circumstances, seemingly went to town on the Lakers time and time again because of the pick and roll. And unfortunately, the Lakers' collapse led, like I said, from a 17-point lead to a 15-point loss. And again, this is a team that was tied halfway through the fourth quarter and looked like they were very much in the game and just simply just got destroyed in the back half of court by the pick and roll. But here today to talk about the game are great guests indeed. First off, it is the man behind Lakerholics.com who is going to be in a very angry conversation the next couple of days at Lakerholics.com. Uh, <laughs> Jamie's shaking his head. <laughs> but there is going to be a lot of angry conversations at Lakerholics.com. But it is led by the good man indeed. It is Laker Tom, and Laker Tom, you got to be really disappointed in the second half. You had AD for a good portion of it. AD still getting himself into shape. You had Ben McLemore, who, like I said before, is very streaky and catch him on a good day. you got to go ahead and, and pull it out. They had him on a good day, and unfortunately, 
got destroyed in those last five minutes. Well, I think what, what happened in this game is our rent-a-center situation just really got exposed because basically you had our centers, uh, namely Gasol, and they decided not to play Harold tonight, Gasol and, and uh, Drummond scoring seven points while the opposing center who had a terrific game and showed you exactly how you do finish on plays around the rim, something that Drummond simply does not even grasp in the slightest. But Powell was terrific. You know, you notice every time he was under control when he got those passes inside and he, he executed the shots and he scored 25 points. We got outscored by 18 points from the center position. And I didn't even count Willie Cauley-Stein. I don't even know. He made a couple of baskets there. Willie also knows how to catch the ball and throw it down, something that that's beyond Drummond, you know. The simple fact that they sat peril will tell you exactly that the coaching staff sees the exact same situation. They went through this season reducing the amount of plays that Anthony Davis would play at center from 25% last season during the regular season to 7%. And then they go out and get Drummond, I guess, with some sort of crazy idea that, hey, you know, we can reduce this all down to zero and let Anthony play the entire game at power forward. Well, kiss that goodbye, because the simple truth of it is center is the best position for Anthony Davis to play. And the Lakers are a better team every single minute that he plays. And they are not going to win a championship with Drummond, Gasol, or Harrell playing the five. And they didn't even have Porzingis in the lineup. And that's, to me, it was inexcusable that you don't have Porzingis in the lineup you're basically relying on them running 60 to 70 pick and rolls a game. And they did just that. And the Lakers just seemed befuddled in the yeah, way they were. Drummond doesn't stop. know how to play the pick and roll. He doesn't, he finds himself in the middle in yeah. no man's land on every single pick and roll. Exactly. He's not close enough to contest the dunk. And he's, you know, and he's, he is not going to do anything on the perimeter. Yeah. He's actually stationing himself, you know, at the elbow almost on these drives and so forth. Lakers did a good job in the first half with the trapping. And I think Van Gundy's right. In the second half, we didn't trap as well. But also, Luca looked to get rid of the ball sooner, you know? And they basically had strategized how to play that. And, and what was being left open was really Powell going down the middle of the lane. The Lakers probably should have had Anthony Davis playing that pick and roll. Instead, they got Davis guarding somebody out in the corner. Yep. which is exactly what the Mavs would want you to do. Not that Davis showed any quickness or reaction speed with his defense tonight. I mean, he stood there and, and basically he's got guys make layups right underneath the basket two or three times yeah. without even contesting them. So obviously AD's got to get back into rhythm. It was good to see Ben shoot and make a lot of shots. You know, it's just one of those games where you grit your teeth because you know that you could have won the game, that it was a winnable game. But in the end, what really kills is that the way you lose is by the Achilles heel of this team, which right now is the three guys that we got who are supposedly being full-time centers. Jamie Sweet has pointed out how hard it is for the Lakers to generate any offense consistently. First off, you really got to tip your hat to Rick Carlisle and the, and the coaching staff of the Mavs. They made a great halftime adjustment. They realized that we were going to trap Luca out on the perimeter and try to trap him against the baseline and use those things against him. And they had their guys cut faster. They didn't look for the open three-point shot. They used the lure of the open three-point shot in the corner 
So you can't point to one guy and say, like, oh, this guy was playing terrible defense tonight. In the second half, our defense let us down, I thought, more than anything else. Yes, you can. What One guy lost us the game on defense tonight. No, well, I didn't say that, but I, you, sure yeah, could point I mean, to, you could sure point to uh, one or two guys as being the main deficient defenders during the game. I mean, uh, Den, I mean Den made 20 points and, and hit five threes. No, he's not good defensively. And Drummond gets, as you said, I mean. And Drummond doesn't even know where to be. Drummond, Drummond wasn't, yeah. Well, but he, and uh, he, he causes confusion for everybody else. And that's one of the issue, issues with a buyout player. You, you you don't have any, especially this season. There's no practice. He didn't go through camp. It's, it's, one also, of the, it's also just the natural in, intuition and, and anticipation that you have to have to play good defense and a sense of where you are on the court and where everybody else is. He's the kind of guy that, if you were to stop and blindfold him at one point in time, he couldn't tell you where he was on the court. You can't take care of the ball to the point that you just like kind of move it around on the perimeter a little bit right. and don't try to get into the paint. Don't try to get into the defense. And we stopped trying to get into the defense in the second half. Credit the Mavs. The Mavs had a better second half than us. We didn't put enough of a cushion between us and them in the first half. And we didn't have the firepower at the end to put them away. You know, AD is still working his way back into shape. It's obvious. Yeah. You know, he's thinking a little more than he's reacting still. And that's probably going to be yeah. a couple, three, four more games. Yep. Same will happen a little bit for LeBron, but I expected a little less just because yeah. he's one of a kind. They played well defensively in the second half because they holding us to well. 14 points in the fourth quarter was really was really a, a terrific effort. And, and you could see it in the sense that Dennis did not really, I mean, I, I think he made a maybe one jumper in the second half. But almost yeah. everything he got was in the first half. And he wasn't able to penetrate and get to the rim at all. No. THD got there once when they got out a little. Yeah. And, and that's the problem that I still have. You know, I mean, I think that's why that's why we saw Gasol in there, trying to, oh, trying yeah. to unclog the middle. Because when you put Drummond down in there in the middle, and you're going to have one guy in there no matter where Drummond stands. You're going to have one defender in there, and he's going to be the center. He's going to be Powell. He's going to be the biggest guy there because he's not going to go out there to the three-point line, you know, it just doesn't work, especially when you got LeBron in the game. You want to surround him with shooters, and you want don't want anybody in the middle. You want to just a wide-open lane so he, he and AD can go downhill. Today, we had the complete opposite because of excellent defense by the Mavs. They deserve this two-game set, and they took it from us. And they have the tiebreaker, and they're in sixth place. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoopheads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Do you want to give a big shout out to Renz? Thank you so much for joining us and all everybody else that watches and listens to us on our radio stations and also as well that checks us out each and every week right here at the Lakers Fast Break. 
want to give a big shout out to Dash Radio for also carrying the Lakers fast break and everybody at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Also here with us today is a good man indeed. He shows up. Now that the Lakers lost, he did show up today. He's not here <laughs> just for wins. It's a good man indeed. It's our basketball historian for Lakerholics.com. It is Sean Grice, a.k.a. the Magic Man. And Magic Man, good to have you here, which was under better circumstances, but a major collapse in the second half. The offense seemed to go anywhere but in the basket, and the defense seemed to allow and just not understand how to guard a pick and roll. Yeah, both of those observations are correct, Gerald. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Anyone who takes a statistical class, whether in uh, high school or college, one of the very first lessons that is taught is that the number one rule of statistics is that there is always a regression to the mean. So as as much as Laker fans want to see Macklemore just vomit and, and make eight or nine threes a game, it's just not going to happen. It's it's a case of do or die with the three. Now I see in the NBA over and over again. And it's compounding problems. See, when Luka Doncic, an incredible player, turns the ball over, it is important to get points. I don't care how you get the points, but you need to get the points off those turnovers, even if they are making a run. And... Like I said, it's it's just this bombs away mentality now that teams have, and it's creating compounding problems because in, in, instead of trading three for two, you're trading seven for three, or you're trading twelve for four, basically with these transition opportunities, and uh, you know Vogel just has pro. I, I'm just seeing it. He's just He's, regardless of the two stars being out, he just has this fog that he gets into with when it comes to offense. I'm not sure what it is, Gerald. If, if you if you have a, a thought on that, I would love to hear it. But it just seems it's an utter fog whenever he gets down and, and these mistakes compound themselves. He just can't dig himself out of that hole. We saw such a great run in the second quarter there when they were doing very well. But it's not something that this team can sustain over the course of four quarters, especially with AD at the current status that he's in. over for 6 on three-pointers. Uh, just really struggling still. I mean, we're not going to be able to count on him yet. I mean, he's not going to be a major part. I, I don't see him rounding into form to at least when LeBron shows up, which would be great because then you have LeBron and AD then. That's fine. But until then, you've got a major problem because now Laker Tom has pointed out as far as in the loss column, they're now only one game up in the loss column ahead of the Mavericks. And now basically I think it's one and a half games up on the Mavericks right now, one game ahead in the loss column. So now you got to deal with that and all the things that, that come with that. But before we head on out, guys, I need an update of what you're doing for Lakerholics.com. I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Magic Man. Hit you up indeed. What you got planned outside of some nasty words for the Lakers coming up in the next few days? What you got planned for us at Lakerholics.com? Yeah, Gerald, you know, it's it was a disappointing five-game stretch here. I was hoping, you know, three and two, one and four is disappointing. 
it's just got to move on to the next 12 focus on that runway there's not a whole lot of time left for ad to get in rhythm for the playoffs to start and maybe what jamie says is right and lebron only needs a couple games but i mean usually the teams that end up in the final four or end up winning the title are clicking right when the playoffs are starting it's usually focused in and it's great what the Knicks are doing. If they finish in fourth or fifth, they'll win a series, but they're not winning a title. Neither are the Wizards. The Clippers, yes, they're playing well, but I mean, to me... Don't say that to New York mirrors. right now. Don't say that to New York. New York New York has already got their championship tickets printed and already purchased, okay? They are all in on playoff mania in the Knicks land right now. Gerald, the last time the New York They've got Knicks Randall won... for MVP, the whole thing. I think the last time the New York Knicks won a championship, Laker Tom was in college. Laker Tom was not in college. Laker Tom was in diapers, probably. No, I know it was, I know when they were. I, <laughs> I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Actually, I was in diapers the last Were's time. Were the Knicks but... winning a championship? That was in the early 70s. So, yes, I no, was in the no, I don't remember even turning on a TV. Sorry, I wasn't even I wasn't even alive when the Knicks won a championship. Really, I was going to say because was it 70, 71 or seventy one or seventy three? No, I don't know. Seventy three. and no, I was four. I, mean, I was four. Just to give you an idea. I was. I was. I was about wow. to be born in November of nineteen seventy four. So yeah. <laughs> Knowing me, I was probably still in diapers because I, you know, people said I've been in diapers ever since. But you know, I remember watching the Knicks. I remember watching the Knicks play, and they really played a kind of basketball that the closest thing that I've ever seen from it since those days were the Golden State Warriors of moving the ball around. Well, and Tom um, Thibodeau plays Barrett and Randall five hundred minutes in a game, so you know because they're I think they're one and two in the league in minutes played right now. I know at least Randall's number one and Barrett's not far behind. So this is Thibodeau. Yes, yep. this is the this is the short burst you get from Thibodeau. We're gonna see two, three years down the line if people are still in love with Thibodeau in New York because he always <laughs> seems to burn his welcome out after a while because he burns his players out. But right now they are feasting, and you know what? I'm happy for the Knicks fans. I'm really happy for the Knicks fans because they are long-suffering Knicks fans and they're finally getting a taste. Right now they're in fourth. I don't think they are have any plans or design to get they're into the top three. They're not going to go three. any higher than fourth. Yeah, they're they're not going to get in the top three because Milwaukee is actually sneaking into that number one conversation. So people better watch out for Giannis Antetokounmpo, especially after a big win against yeah. Philadelphia today. But There's only one I, and two losses separate those three teams in the East. Yeah, so you know what? It's it's getting close there indeed. In fact, the entire Eastern Conference you're watching it now. It's really exciting. From one to ten, it's really exciting there. Western Conference is a little more defined, and hopefully in the next week or two, it'll be defined for the Lakers where they're at, hopefully staying at number five or at least getting maybe possibly to number four. But, guys, before we head on out, Jamie Sweet, I know you got five things coming up for us this week at Lakerholics.com. Please let us know some of those five things at Lakerholics.com. One is that, you know, while, the, again, these losses are still more important for the Mavs, this, this Laker team – that we're seeing right now is not the Laker team that this is not our Laker team. It's just not, even with AD back, it's still missing half of, you know, it's only Robin. We don't have Batman. So it's not the real deal. 
And for the Mavs, you know, who are desperate to avoid the play-in, who are desperate to avoid like a one-game trip up, they need these games. Would much rather avoid the play-in. But honestly, the way this team is playing, I could think of worse things than having a couple extra tune-up games with LeBron and AD. One of the things I'm definitely going to harp on is the return of Marc Gasol to the uh, starting lineup. Drummond gets the nod as the starter and gets his 15, 20 minutes, and Mark gets his 15, 20 minutes when the game matters a little bit more, and we'll see how that works out here over the course of the next couple of weeks. Uh, listen, it's uh, it, that will be judged uh, based off of the results. We can't prejudge. Way more than 25% because the Lakers are going to be behind in series. They're going to be Maybe. they're going to be struggling. They're not going to be able to win games. You know, if you get Drummond at center, Harrell at center, or Gasol. I disagree, at center. I disagree with Harrell at center because Harrell can Harrell doesn't have to live in the paint. There's a reason why Harrell didn't play. You know, it's because he's played terribly in the last six or six or seven games. Yeah, I mean, so they might have just given him like a break. He might have just had a break and just to like work out, see what it looks like with Gasol and Drummond. I mean, this is go to NBA.com and choose the last five games and look at his stats. No, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you that he hasn't played well in the last five games. What I'm saying is that one of the things that Vogel does is, especially at this point in the season, is that he does it. He want if he wants to see something, he's not going to give everybody eight minutes. He's going to give, he's going to be like, here's your 15 and here's your 15. And let's see what this really looks like over the course of a true game. I don't think anything more than that happened tonight. And I'll bet if we watch Frank Vogel's post game and they ask, why didn't Montrez Harrell play tonight? He'll be like, because I wanted to see what. Well, the- of course he's going to say that. But the truth of the matter is he knows he can't play those three guys. Not, no, not, not, in, any, not in a single game. But he, he might alternate them in that, series and alternate them in yeah, No, that's all he's talking about ever. I, don't, I mean, but, he's talking about matchups. I don't, I don't think there's the a – The reality is they're going to have to play – major He's going to have to play half the time at center or this team will not win a championship. I don't know about that That solid number as being a prediction. You're not going to win it. You're not going to win it with Drummond and Harold and Gasol, either one of those three, playing major minutes. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. But again, the Lakers unfortunately didn't have enough offense in that second half. And they fell 108 to 93 in just a major collapse in this whole second half, not just the last five minutes of four quarters. This was something that was carrying out over the course of two quarters. But before we end it out, Laker Tom, I mean, come on. I know you're doing a lot of great things right now for Lakerholics.com. What you got planned coming up for us at Lakerholics.com? You know, every so often you run into a a topic and you start a story and, and, and for some reason you just constantly can't seem to, to narrow it down and, and really pick back a thread to the catfishing thing again. No, I'm I'm talking about <laughs> I'm basically talking about Anthony Davis and the Lakers Center situation because okay, I've 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 written this article and I've it's gotten so long now I'm trying to shorten it and and trying to focus it and I've got like four different titles already that I've moved it over and I've got four or five different opening paragraphs. 
I've got four or five conclusions, and I've got two or three themes. Can you just write and, a book already? <laughs> you know, it's but it's it's funny because it really reflects what I think is the listen, Frank Vogel, I was on him all year long about his refusal to make changes in his starting lineup or even his rotations at times. He's inc incredibly protective of, of JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard the entire year. And then, then he surprises the hell out of me in the playoffs by making exactly every single move that I thought he should make and, and how we've switched all things things around. So part of me is looking at the dilemma that the Lakers are facing and feeling pretty confident because I like what Frank did before. And I think, you know, he sees, he sees what we're seeing. He understands what we're all complaining about. He understands that, man, there's some big warts on, on Andre Dumman. You know, he, he can't finish. He's not a lob guy. You don't throw the ball up there hoping, he, hoping he's going to grab it with one mitt and stop it down through the hoop. Um, and, you know, he's not the guy you're going to go to in the clutch. He doesn't have great defensive wherewithal. You know, he doesn't understand where he is on the court and where he fits in the defense, and he's not anticipating things. Yet we, you know, yet he's 28, and he is talented as hell. And Anthony wants to play power forward. That's the simple truth about it. You know, he doesn't really want to play power forward. What he really wants to play is modern center. But unfortunately, we're not structured to, have a team offensively where he can be a modern center. Instead, we've got these dinosaurs sitting there taking up all the room in, this, in the lane that force him to be not the kind of center that he'd like to be, but a power forward just because there's some big center sitting in the middle of the mess using up all of that space, causing all of that congestion. So it's, you know, so anyway, I'm trying to figure out where to go with this whole thing. Part of it is I think that number one, his best position is center. There's no doubt about it. There's no question about it. There's no debate about it. Number two, the Lakers are better when he's at center than any other position that he plays. And if you can't find, maybe we're going about it wrong is one approach that I've been playing with. Maybe we're going about it by trying to say, well, he's going to be power forward, so let's put a center in there. Maybe we had to go out and instead get a power forward who can guard any of these big centers and let him play center because we can take away the things he doesn't like about center. You don't you don't want to guard uh, Embiid? No problem. We got this guy to guard Embiid. Or we'll bring a guy off the bench to guard Embiid. But you're going to be our center and you're going to play center, and that's the best for you. That's how you're going to become the fourth greatest center in the Lakers. You're going to join Kareem and and Shaquille and and uh, you know, and Wilt and, and, you know, be a legendary Lakers center. I mean, that's what we're known for. That's what he should be wanting. I mean, could you imagine Kareem saying, you know, I want to play power forward or Shaq saying that, you know, I mean, it's a whole different situation today, you know, and he's a different kind of center than any other center we've had. He is the modern prototypical center and we should take advantage of him. We should have him play that center position Surround him with the people so that he'll be able to surround him with shooters. Get a power forward who is a real monster, you know, somebody or somebody like Draymond Green who can impact the game and take that load off. He can guard the tough guys and so forth. Um, so there's pathways for us. But center is really our problem right now.
who's going to play center? Is Anthony Davis going to play center enough for us to win? Well, check out his articles on that and so much more, if it actually comes to fruition, because he's still starting those those startings. But you know what? I think you should go ahead and make that book. And I'm, I got a title for you all planned out. It's called, How Many Times Can Laker Tom Write Anthony Davis Play Center in a Book? 80,000. Yes, because how many times can Laker Tom say Anthony Davis needs to play center during a podcast? He certainly said a lot. So it's 48. By my and I'm not disagreeing with him every time he says it. Anthony Davis I, needs to play center. Anthony Davis go. needs to play center. Yep. Yeah, even, even 50. Right? It's like an episode <laughs> of The Simpsons where you have Bart Simpson needs to go Actually, ahead and write that 100 yeah. times on a chalkboard. Yeah. Right, exactly. The reverse on the screen, you know. Sorry. Yes. yes. We got we, we got you a couple of buckets in the last 14 seconds to get you up to 50. So, okay, Mark Keith Morris, get ready. You're going to be playing a lot more. Bad game for Keith, too. <laughs> we Cedric Sabalos do. So. There you go. For Laker Tom, it's <laughs> Anthony Davis in the Island of Misfit Toys at center. It yeah. is the Island of Missing Centers, definitely. All right. Well, once again, the Lakers. Time did fall to the Dallas Mavericks in the second game of back-to-back 108 to 93. We will be back hopefully with better tidings for everyone out there. We will be back on Monday, 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 Monday. That's right. Monday. The Lakers have an early game in Orlando as they continue their road trip, hopefully with better tidings because Orlando wants to lose at least seemingly because they're in the middle of that tank. So they want to go ahead and tank to get a better draft choice. So that will hopefully mean that the Lakers will go ahead and have better returns. But we will be here after the game on Monday night. So please check us out, Lakers Fast Break. If you have any questions for us, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, at Laker Tom on Twitter. Well, we're not Vivian Flores on Twitter, that's for sure. We're not going to go down that road <laughs> because that was a lot of catfishing. We don't want any part of that. I, in fact, I see all the players today. They're all here. I can see all of his. I don't think anyone's being photoshopped this time around. So I think we're all good. I think we're all legit here here at the Lakers Fast Break. We do appreciate, again, that you're part of the show, part of this broadcast. And please, if you have any questions for us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Well, once again, it is the Lakers coming up a little bit short. Okay, really, <laughs> second half was really bad. A lot short. Yeah, a lot short. We scored three more points. We scored three more points in the second half than we did in the second quarter. So yeah, I can't miss words. It was really bad. One hundred eight to ninety-three, a major collapse in the second half. Here's hoping that the Lakers will go to Orlando, and hopefully we'll have a better week, and hopefully you will too, as Lakers fans, because we're coming right back at you on Monday night after the Orlando game, right here at the Lakers Fast.